return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Give him a hand as he comes up. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. I'm so excited to be in the presence of the Lord. David said, I want and have I desired. Want and have I sought. And that is to be in the presence of the Lord. We would lack understanding and we would lack wisdom if we are outside the presence of God. One time, David was overwhelmed with so many challenges, so many circumstances in life. And he started comparing himself with the worldly people. He said that, God, see how I've given my all to you. I worship you, I serve you. I even danced to the point that I, was, I, almost, gone, I almost went naked. Everybody in the province, everybody everywhere knows how my heart yearns for you. This is the man who said that as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs for you but then despite all that he had been doing for god and how he had dedicated himself to the things of god he got to a point he was overwhelmed with the challenges and the circumstances of this world beloved if you are here and the things of this world seems as though they are weighing you down you are not alone people have been there you might see people who look like supermen walking around I don't know how much they cry when they're in their place, when they're in their secret place. You know. So he went and he started crying and he started was like, God, why is it that the ungodly continue to prosper? They don't even get sick. Everything goes on well for them. But look at me. But then as he was lamenting in the book of Psalm 78, the Bible says that, that about until I entered his sanctuary, then I understood that the ungodly is walking on a slippery ground. He never understood because he was not in the sanctuary. Because he wasn't in the presence. But when he entered his rest, when he entered the rest of God, when he entered the sanctuary of God, when he entered the presence of God, then he understood. Tonight I prophesy over your life that may God grant unto you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus that no matter wherever you find yourself, no matter whatever you are going through, I pray that may the Spirit of the Lord lead you to that point where you would realize that God has already taken charge and is in charge of everything. The Bible said that, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for Him? The Bible says that the systems of this world was designed by Him. The powers, the principalities, the authorities, everything. Without Him, there was nothing made that was made. He is the I am that I am. If he is with you, what do you lack? That's why David said in the book of Psalm 23 verse 1 that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
when we enter his rest and we get to understand that he has already taken care and taken charge of everything, we sleep and we sleep well. Because we know that he got our back and he has already taken care of it. Hallelujah. And I pray that tonight God will reveal himself to you like never before. Can we close our eyes? Shadalabaya. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Shadalabandasa. I see your face. You're beautiful. Oh, yes, Lord, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. I see your face. Yep, he's so beautiful. Beautiful. You're beautiful. Shadabaha. You're beautiful. I see your face. I see your face. You're beautiful. Mandos Kapalaba, beautiful, you're beautiful. Oh, 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 Radabaha, oh, 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 Kadalabahaya, oh, oh, Shadila Banda, I like the atmosphere. Oh, Shadi Bada Basaka Bado Sadada. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Rabbi Lakundi Rabasoka dia. Oh, Shalabaya Kodabaha. I see your face. Yeah, be, if you know how to sing it, just sing it, just sing it. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. I see your face. You are beautiful. You're beautiful. Beautiful. God will give you praise. Oh, Labaya Kasada Basa. Ah, what a night, O oh God, that you're about to pour yourself out in us. Ha radisu katila badi anda radis kore barandis kula bradis safala kai livradis zalikondi bro baba barandis koro badi anda sukadali houska le barandos kula vrabadis konda labaya. Even when we are unfaithful, O oh God, you are faithful. Even our fails, O oh God. You crown us with a garment of holiness. Even in time that we are perturbed with the circumstances of this world, you come and you say that you are in charge. What a God we serve. Father, we bless your name. Have your way tonight, O God. Use me as a vessel to bless your people as you bless me with your word. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I was praying and I was asking God, what am I supposed to preach for today? But before I begin, I want to thank the, I want to thank Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin, and the entire leadership of this church for this great opportunity given me to share the word of God. And I also want to thank my beautiful rose flower, my wife, because she's always with me and always encouraging me, even in times and in moments that I'm down. She's there to hold me and pray with me. I really appreciate her love.
so tonight the topic is it won't be long it won't be long in the book of matthew chapter 24 the book of matthew chapter 24 sorry chapter 25 verse 14 down to verse down coming he says that for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them and to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his own ability to each according to his own ability and immediately he went on a journey when he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents and likewise he who had received two gained two more also but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lost money after a long time the lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them the verse 20 so he who had received the five talents came and brought five other, other talents saying lord you delivered to me five talents look i have gained five more talents beside them his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things i will make you a ruler over many things enter into the joy of the lord he also he also who had received two talents came and said lord you delivered to me two talents look i have gained two more talents beside them his lord said to him well done good and faithful servants you have been faithful over a few things i will make you a ruler over many things enter into the joy of the lord then he who had received the one talent came and said lord i knew you i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed and i was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground look there you have what is yours but his lord answered and said to him you wicked and lazy servant you knew that i reap where i have not sown and gather where i have not scattered seeds so this is an account in the book of matthew chapter 25 that most of us are very familiar with this was a time that jesus christ was telling his disciples or was was talking to them about the kingdom of god when he was talking to them about the kingdom of god he made a lot of examples so when you start from the verse 1 of matthew chapter 25 it talks about the five foolish the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins then the Bible continues to talk about a man who was traveling. And so when the man was traveling, this man had servants. The man was in charge of a place. So when he was leaving, he decided to designate or delegate unto them some things for them to take care of. He gave them talents. When you read other versions, it states that one talent is equivalent to about $1,000 in those times. So in those times... It would be very, very huge a money. So when this man was leaving, he decided to give them talent. The first one, he gave him five. The second one, he gave him two. And the last one, he gave him one. 
And the Bible makes it very clear that each according to his ability. Meaning that the master knew them very well. The master knew them very, very well. He had worked with them and knew their strength and knew their weaknesses. He knew what they are capable of taking care of and what they are not capable of doing. So when he was leaving, he said that though I am leaving, I'm not just leaving, I'm designating unto you some things for you to take care of in my absence, but I will be back. So he gave. And when you read the NLT, the Bible says that Immediately the first one received it. He rushed. He went. He rushed and went. And he went to work more on it. And gained extra five. The one who received two also worked on it. Hurriedly. And he got extra two. Making four. But the one who received one. Patiently. With all diligence and carefulness. Went to find a place that the ground made a hole in, in the ground, hid the talent and covered it, and waited till the master would be back. So one day the master came back and demanded accountability. Because whatever the master will give to a person, whatever the master gave to the servant, obviously he will demand them to be accountable. He will demand them to give accounts of whatever they used the money or the talents to do. Whether they were profitable or they were not profitable. So when he came, the first one said that, Master, you gave me. The second one also said, Master, you gave me. But the last one said, Master, I know. Hallelujah. You know, tonight my focus is on the last one who received the one. And I want us to very I want us to really think about this because we've been reading this text for a long time but sometimes you might not take into consideration certain things. But when I was reading God was leading me to this side and he was like Albert emphasize on this side. You know, this is a very timely message. And I wasn't surprised that Pastor Dave was preaching on a similar message in the morning. The master is coming. And he will demand accountability for whatever he has given you. The first one said, Master, you gave me and this is what I did with it. The second one said, Master, you gave me this and this is what I did with it. But the last one said, Master, I know. I want to talk about five things that causes us to be ineffective in the house of God. Even as born again Christians. One key thing you must understand is that judgment shall begin from the house of God. Judgment shall begin from the house of God. If everything is alright, if everything was okay, there wouldn't have been a reason for him to even start it from the house of God. But then there are people who are in the church. There are people who are reading the Bible, who are singing. There are people who warm the pews. There are people who are doing all kinds of stuff in the house of God. But indeed their hearts are not regenerated. And they don't even understand what they have in their hands. The first thing I want to talk about is that most people see ministry or see the things of God as something that they are supposed to gain first before God will come into the matter. We are mostly selfish. 
We look at ourselves before looking at God. We look at what we will gain before we look at what God will gain from us. When he started, he said that, Master, I know. So he started with I. So immediately he started talking. I came in. Himself came in. He started talking about his, himself. How much he know about his master. How much wicked he knows his master is. How much he knows that his master always wants to reap where he has not sown. He started looking at himself. He started looking at considering himself first. Beloved, what I want us to understand is that you can't be a child of God if you are still full of yourself. You can't be a child of God if you're not dead to self. Because one of the one of the indications, the most important thing about your journey with God is you being dead on the cross together with Him and being risen together with Him in glory. On the cross He died. On the cross He paid the price. And when we die, whenever we become born again, we are dead to self. We die on the cross. Therefore, it is no longer we that live it, but it is God that lives in us. Let me tell you one key thing about the cross. Whenever a man dies on the cross, in the ancient days when a man died on the cross, the man loses his will. The man loses his rights. The man loses his identity. The man becomes useless. The man is not even, they don't even mention his name or ask his name to anything. So when Christ died on the cross, he lost his will. When Christ died on the cross, he lost every privileges that any man could get. When Christ died on the cross, he lost himself. He lost his identity. Anybody who is born again, anybody who has been crucified together with Christ on the cross, no longer walks as though he walks or as though she walks, but walks in accordance, in a perfect harmony with the will of God for him or herself. If you're not ready to die, then you're not ready to be a, a child of God. Because you can't be born again if you're not dead. You can't be born again if you haven't surrendered your will. If you haven't surrendered your all to Him on the cross of Calvary. We are living a crucified life. And on that cross, He paid the price. And on that cross, He mentioned your name. He said that from henceforth, you are no longer under the dominion of sin. From henceforth, I am in charge of your life. Surrender your all unto me. That's why Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. That I have been crucified together with Christ. Therefore, it is no longer I, Paul, that lives. But it is Christ that lives in me. So the life that I live. It's not I. What I have is not mine. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 24, verse 1, that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the waters and established it upon the seas. He did it. Everything is his. We are just caretakers. We are just stewards. A steward is not an owner. A steward is someone who is in charge of something, but doesn't own that particular thing. Stewardship is gotten from the word caretaker. House house caretaker. So the person takes care of something which doesn't belong to him. God has called us unto himself to be caretakers. And when he called us, he didn't leave us alone. He gave. 
And he expects us to walk with that knowledge that it is, not, it is no longer we that live, but it is Christ that lives in us. And he has commissioned us and he has given us a work to do. And that one day he will be back and hold us accountable. But you know, it becomes like this. Ah, God, you've given me this thing. How much will I gain from this? It's a butter trade. Or God, this one is a transaction. If I won't get this, then I wouldn't do it. If I won't get that, then I wouldn't do it. If I don't get this, then I wouldn't do it. That's why we have a lot of people who call themselves men of God, women of God, servants of God. But then they have thrown away the message of the cross. And they are talking about themselves. Anybody who is an I person, anybody who is a selfish person, anybody who works selfishly, always considers himself. So whatever he does, he exalts himself. He doesn't, he doesn't even exalt the one who gave him the authority, who gave him the power, who gave him the strength. I know. I. All of them said, Master, you gave. He said, Master, I. The second one challenges. Whenever God gives us something, we look at the challenges. than looking at the provisions he has already made. The Bible says that for the master gave unto them talents, each according to his ability. God knows your name. He knows your strength. He knows who you are. Even before the foundations of this world was laid, he predestined, he chose, he called you. He told Jeremiah, even before you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you and I chose you. So before you even came, before there was conception or anything, before you even came onto this earth, God knew. And He knows what you are capable of doing. He knows your strength. He knows your weaknesses. He knows the things that will break you down and the things that will build you up. So when God calls you, He doesn't call you as somebody who is ignorant of who you are. But He calls you as somebody who knows you and knows you more than you know yourself. Because God is closer to you than you are closer to yourself. But we consider ourselves more than we consider God. So, Master, I know that you are a hard man. When you read the Message Bible... The Message Bible, Matthew chapter 25. The Message Bible. The verse 25. Said, I was afraid I might. Said, from the verse 24. The servant giving one talent said, Master, I know you have high standards. And you hate careless ways. And you demand the best. And make no allowances for errors. So when God calls a person, then the person begins to look at himself. I am not capable. I cannot do this. I don't have the strength. I'm not eloquent. I can't talk well. I can't walk well. I haven't gone to school that much. I am this. I am that. I am this. I am that. So when God calls a person, instead of the person to rely on God, the person considers himself first. Before considering what God has told him. Forgetting that God has already taken care of it. Jeremiah said that, I am young. I don't even know how to speak. Moses said, I can't talk. Every, most of the people God called, they had excuses. Because they always consider their weaknesses. Because when you look at yourself, you look at your limitations and everything, you realize that you cannot do what God is calling you to do. But can I tell you something? In fact, no one can do what God has commissioned him or her to do. Except the Spirit of God enables the person to do. 
that's why God, that's why Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes upon, He will give you energy, He will give you power, He will give you the strength, He will give you what it takes, what you need to be able to pursue what God has commissioned you to do. Until we get to that point where we understand that though God has called us, it is He who maketh a man. Who maketh a man both to will and to do. We are weak. We are weary. We are not capable. We have limitations. We cannot do anything. But when the Holy Ghost descends on us, we become more than capable. Things that are impossible to be done, we walk in them. And even we walk in miracles. If God is supposed to withhold His Holy Ghost from me, if God is supposed to take away His Holy Spirit from me and say that, Albert, just go, I will be the most useless thing ever existed on earth. I would not be able to talk. I have no confidence. I have nothing. I am who I am because of Christ. That is why some people were able to preach the message of God with all boldness because they knew that their life is crucified together with Christ and that they are living a cross life. And now it is no longer they that lives, but then it is the power of God that resides in them, that calls them and enables them to do. Though Jesus died, but on the third day the Holy Ghost quickened him and he came back to life. And it is this same spirit that resides in me and you. Don't waste the Holy Ghost. Don't waste the power God has given you. Don't waste his gifts and don't waste his talents that he has given unto you. Because the master is coming and he will demand accountability. Because the time is near and closer than never before. Beloved, if you have wasted enough time, it's enough. It is, it is time that you take him serious. Matthew chapter 24. The Bible says that for no one knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man shall come. But on that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but only my Father. No one knows. So, why don't you live like now? As Pastor Dave said in the morning, why don't we live like today? This moment, God is coming. Whenever the message of God is being reiterated, that means that something is about to happen. The third one is that when we walk with our human knowledge and our human wisdom and we neglect the wisdom of God. So that for I know that, for I know that knowing knowledge. You know, if you are a person and you don't allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, if you are a person and you don't allow the Holy Ghost to have His way in you, you always consider material things. You will always consider things that are around you. You will always gaze at the circumstances around you, not considering the one who has empowered you to do. Now, we have a lot of people that when God calls them, they sit down with God and they are like, ah, God, you've called me to do this, but I can't put away my PhD and come and do this. No, no, no. How much will I even gain? How much money will I gain? How much this? So now you become, God, what can I gain from you? Material, materialism. Now the church has become, what will I gain from God? That what God, a whole mighty God can gain out of mortal men like us. When you die today, what's your use? The soul and the spirit will go back to where it came from. But the body 
will just be on the ground, six feet down. How much of God do you know? And what knowledge do you work with? Paul said that, for we do not work with human knowledge. We do not work with the knowledge of this age, the wisdom of this age. We work with a supernatural wisdom, which is not common to common people. Which is not common to people who work with the knowledge of this world. The first two, didn't they all have the same master? The first two, didn't they all work, work with that same master? The first two, didn't they know that man like the way the other person knew? But the other person, the last one, considered himself and what he can gain and his limitations and all the, all the things around him and said that my master is a hard man. So because of that, I will go and hide. And you know what happens is that when you have the wrong perception, the wrong understanding of something, what leads to is fear. So the next I want to talk about is fear. So he said that, so I was afraid. The message Bible. The same place, the message Bible. So I was afraid that I may not be able to match up with the standards that my mother has set for me. The message Bible Matthew chapter 25. The same place. I was afraid I might disappoint you. And immediately fear sets in your heart. You allow the devil to have his way into you. A lot of ministries have been crippled. A lot of ministries have gone down. A lot of ministries have been destroyed. A lot of gifts are hidden now. A lot of talent. There are people who carry supernatural abilities. Abilities the world has never seen before. But you know something? They are hiding somewhere and they are like, God, I can't. I'm afraid. I know that this is how you are. Looking at me, where I'm coming from, how mess I am, the kind of mess I am, who I am, where I am, my roots, I can't. So the person is hiding somewhere. Oh, that day the master will come. And the master will call you by name. He said, I gave you this, I gave you that, I gave you this. What did you do with it? And I don't know the story that you will tell him. It is our time we take the master serious. Fear is not an excuse. He said, because he said, I haven't given you the spirit of fear. So if you are here and you are afraid that you do something for God, change your mind, change your heart. It is not the spirit of God. Anyone who is full of fear, it is not God who has put that fear in you. God will not put something that would become an impediment to the advancement of his kingdom. He wants us to walk in power. He wants us to walk with boldness. Ah, he said that we should approach the throne room of grace with what? With boldness. We are approaching the throne room of grace, we approach with boldness. Have you forgotten the one who resides in you? The lion of the tribe of Judah. It is not a dog that resides in you. Or a crocodile or a, a, hippop- a hippopotamus or hippopotamus. Depending on where you are coming from. But the one who resides in you is the Lion of Judah. He's always roaring. He's always roaring. Ah, so how I wish that we would know the one who resides in us and who we are. And we would know the power God has vested in us as his people. The first one is that he lacked total devotion. When you look at the attitude of the first two, they rushed to go. But the other one, he patiently, ha, he took his time, he dug the ground and he hid it. Foolish man. You have a lot of people, you chose me, you don't have wisdom. Let me put it here. 
Anytime you hide the gifts of God, anytime you hide the talents God has given you, what you are telling him is that, God, you are not wise. God, you don't reason properly. You are a wicked man. Look at you. There are people who can... Why do you want to destroy my life? Anytime you fail to do something for God, you are crippling the things of God. And on that day, the master will judge you. Let me tell you. For, you know, anytime you, anytime you don't do the things of God, you are killing a person. Because with our ministry, it is souls that are involved. The Bible says that what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? And lose his soul. The Bible says when a soul is saved, millions and trillions of angels give praise to God. It shows that we are in a soul business. So anytime God gives you talent and gift, it's for the advancement of his cause, not for the advancement of a man. It is to the glory of God, not to the glory of man. Who are you? Who are you to share? Who are you to take the glory of God from him? He is a jealous God. And he shares his glory with no man. But then if you are willing to suffer together with his son, Jesus Christ, then you are ready to share in his glory. He lacked total devotion. So because of that, he didn't take pride in what the matter had given to him. He hid it. While the others, with all joy and with everything in them they went and they invested in it they gave out their all they didn't care what people would say they didn't care what people would do they didn't care about their lives look at the apostles they went all out and they were crucified on the cross somewhere dead somewhere killed somewhere this happened to people somewhere fried in oil yesterday never renounced their god they still did the things of god with all joy and with all satisfaction because they knew what was set ahead of them so they looked at it they watched it and they were joyful and peaceful at heart i want the master to come and you will say that faithful and good servant you have been diligent with what i gave you you have been diligent with what i gave you can you boldly say that when Christ appears right now, he will look at you and say that, Ha, you, you are a faithful servant. You, you've been diligent. Can you be confident? If you are here and you can't be confident, that means that you must check your life. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter the measure of men. At the end, it is God who calls a man. It's not a man who calls a man. If I was caught by a man, I would have had no purpose to live on earth. But glory be to God, who doesn't look at the weaknesses and the flaws of men, but look, chooses the foolishness of this age to confound the wise. He chose me and he chose you. Do you think you are better than anybody? Do you think that you are the best person in the world? His mercy and his grace located you. They didn't look at your weaknesses. He calls and he perfects the call upon your life. Why are you still down? Why are you sitting down and saying that the master can never use me? Why are you sitting down? Let me tell you, we are just strangers on this earth. We are just passing through. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15, the verse 8, He said that if you are of this world, the world would have loved you as its own. So then that means that we are not of this world. And Apostle Paul said that we are pilgrims and strangers of this earth. If you are, if you are a pilgrim, that means that you are here for a cause, but you don't belong here. One day we will go to where we belong. Eternity will be dawning on us and will be calling us. Where will you go? Will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? Now there are gospels going around saying that there is no hell. Huh. 
Well, you can choose to believe that there is no force of gravity, but jump and you realize that you land on the ground. If you like, live any kind of life, you know, people make all those kind of theologies because of the things they are doing. Every time, due to our weakness and what we are not doing, we, we try to just change the word of God, to make it suit us. So we have a lot of gaps. We have a lot of errors in the, I mean, in the doctrines of people because of the false doctrine we base our principles on. But the master is calling. And he will come in no time. And now, those who are really yearning after God and whose hearts are after God, all carry this message. The master is coming. The master is coming. And his coming is closer than ever. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your work. It doesn't matter where you've gotten academically or whatever it is. When he comes, what he will demand of you is what he gave you. The Holy Spirit can never use a man who is full of himself. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of things. We have choices. I believe that we have choice. I will end with this. I believe that we have choice. Yes, everyone has a choice. But can we graduate a little bit and get to the point where we say that, Father, I no more have my will. Father, your will be my will. May your passion be my passion. May your zeal be my zeal. May what you say is what I will do. Can we get to that point where we say that, Father, now my will is non-existent. It is no longer I. If, ha, if the apostle Paul said it's no longer I that lives, what he means is that my will doesn't even exist again. What he means is that it is now the will of the master that I carry. Therefore, before you do everything, you inquire of God and say that and ask, Father, do you want me to? Father, is that where you want me to go? Where have you gotten to in our lives? Yes, you can come, you can listen to all kinds of sermons and all kinds of things, but I tell you something. At the end, that message should lead you to the cross. And always be sensitive of the fact that, ha, in the twinkle of an eye, something can happen. And all nations shall be guarded before him. Old and young, Tall and short, skinny and big. Whoever you are, that day will come. That day will come. Oh, I am young. I am 13 years. I am 15 years. So me, God will consider me. Okay. You can live that. You can live with those kind of lies. But if you are here and you can know the word of God for yourself, and you know that Jesus is Lord, and you can pray, and know the right from wrong, then I want to submit to you that you have no excuse on that day. You have no excuse on that day. Can we close our eyes? Just commit your heart unto the master. Just commit your heart unto the master. Are you ready for his coming? And when he comes, will he count you worthy? We are in need of a revival. Ha! How I wish that the revival that has happened before will experience greater ones than that. But God can never bring revival if there are not people to stand in the gap and cry out unto God. If there are not people who are totally sold out unto Him and say, Father, may your will be my will and may your all be my all. Rabba de katalaba sunda shaya. Rekapala parado sekapala baya. 
we are just passing through, beloved. We are just passing through. No one will carry this world to, to wherever he's going to. And how long, how old can you be on this earth? After all, even if you're 120 years, you still die. When you die, where will your soul be? The rapture can happen in diverse ways. Either he meets you or you go and meet him. However it, however it is, there is a meeting. It is either you die to meet him or he comes and meets you whilst you are alive. In all of them, there is a meeting. When the meeting is due, where would you be? God is calling the church. There are souls that are perishing. That rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. God wants us to go all out. He has given us a work to do. He has given us gifts. He has given us a work. He has given us talent. Ah, he said that signs and wonders shall follow all those. But then, the signs and wonders cannot go if you are still full of ourselves. And you are still working with worldly wisdom. Can we surrender our all to him? Can we surrender our all and withhold nothing? Can we surrender our all and withhold nothing? At the age of 12 years, Jesus was sitting down with the scribes and was asking them questions and reasoning with them. At the age of 8, people were kings. At the age of 12, people were kings. It doesn't matter who you are. At the age of 80, Caleb said that I am still potent to possess the mountains. How old are you? Where have you gotten to? What excuse do you have? When the master comes, what excuse can you give to him? When the master comes, what excuse can you give to him? When the master comes, what excuse can you give to him? If all of us are getting on our knees and we are, we, are get, we are going on our knees and praying and getting on our feet and doing the work of the master, many people will be raptured into God. But we are sitting down and being overwhelmed with the circumstances and the opinions of men. If you are here and you are, your, your passion and your zeal for God has gone down because of what people have said, then you are not serious then you are not ready to do anything for God. Because one thing you must understand is that you are, you are accountable to God first. So if God is the one who has called you, then it is God that you must be willing to satisfy. At least I learned one thing in economics that the wants and the needs of men are insatiable. No matter how much you try to please man, man will never be pleased. Give a man food in the morning, in the evening, he will be hungry. Give a man food in the evening, tomorrow morning you say that I am hungry. That is how human being has been designed. No matter how much you give them, they will still not be satisfied. But there is a God who sees man in their place of secret, in their place where no one can see them, where they are all out doing something for God and no man can see them. God sees them and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Father, we thank you tonight. If you are here, all eyes be closed. If you are here, I know that God is always giving people invitations. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you are here and you want to surrender your all to God and be willing to do the master's work and be yielded unto him, just lift up your hand. If you are here and you want to be surrendered unto him and giving your all unto him, you are ready to do, go all out for God. That God, it doesn't matter my weaknesses. Doesn't matter my limitations, I am ready. Just lift up your hands because I see the strength of God falling on people. I see the strength of God falling on people. I see God's enabling power filling people and giving people enablement. Ah, 
Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Oh, Robabaya de Skunda Ravadiando Vrida Sukalihada. Livradosi Talakau Rapia Kosa. Oh, Rabala Kosha. I just hear this in my spirit. Can you be outstanding? If you are such a person, just be outstanding. Those who are ready to go all out. Maybe you were even strong, but now you feel like now you are. You are, you are going down. Maybe you used to be extremely zealous, but now you are not that zealous again. Maybe now you are ready to make a decision to follow God with all your heart. Just be outstanding. Just be outstanding. If you've lifted up your hands, just be outstanding. Just close your eyes. I don't want anyone to see anybody. Just be outstanding if you are here. You know, when, when you come to God, it's not about what people see. You know, I would rather... I would rather look weak in the eyes of men and be rather strengthened by God than to try to please man. And on the day of reckoning, uh, I would know, I would have nothing to tell him. Just lift up your hands into the heavens. I'm praying with you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I see strength, divine strength. Just begin to speak in the language of the Holy Ghost if you can. Just begin to pray. Oh, I see strength. I see the strength of God blowing right now. I see the strength of God filling people right now. Wherever you are, I see God. Even if you are watching me on the internet, I see the strength of God permeating wherever you are. I see the strength of God falling on people right now. I see God. I see God doing His work in people. And this is what I hear in my spirit that I am commissioning my people to go and do signs and wonders. I am commissioning my people to stand in my name and tear down nations uh, and build up nations. Uh, I am commissioning my people to go all out and rapture people unto me uh, and capture people unto me. Uh, I am changing the stony heart of men uh, and giving men the heart of flesh. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost. Father, these hands lifted up unto you. We acknowledge our weaknesses. We acknowledge what we are not capable of. Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Wherever anybody is standing, even if the person wanted to stand, but then due to some weaknesses or something, the person cannot stand. Father, I pray that you feel the pressure right now. Wherever the person is, oh God, as the hands are lifted, oh God, may strength begin to be released into them right now. One, Two, strength, divine strength. Three, four, the divine strength of God. Just lift up your hands. Oh, shall. Five, I see your face. Six, you're beautiful. Oh, the strength of God is filling people. Beautiful. Shadabrada Sakataya. Beautiful. Oh, strength is filling us. Strength is filling us. Rapalabranda. Ah, Rakosa Talarabaha. Don't look at what people are saying. If you want to cry, just cry. Because he understands you. He understands you because it is a heart matter. It is a heart matter. It's a journey with God with the heart. Ah, Rade Sakayata. Oh, Lord, you are beautiful, God. You're beautiful. Beautiful. Father, I thank you for the strength. I thank you for the decisions people have made. I see young people who are taking the cross to places that have not been reached. I see young people working with zeal, with passion, and with power, with divine wisdom. Ha! The world is about to be dumbfounded with the youth who are ready to go all out for God, who do not look at themselves but look at the cross. Who leave the 
cross life and they are totally sold out unto God. Oh God, we thank you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. I see three people here. You have issues with your stomach. Certain part of your stomach. You can be seated. Thank you. Certain part of your stomach. I don't know whether it is a growing cancer or it is anything. Or it, it is a scar that has been left in your stomach. I don't know. But I see some people, three people with those issues in their stomach. I see God giving them new organs. I see newness wherever they are. They are receiving healing. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing. 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 It doesn't matter what the doctors have said. It is what God has said that counts. Healing. Healing. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I see God repairing homes. Homes that are almost like it is broken. I see the, I see the God of peace settling down and bringing restoration. I declare upon your life that this is your month of restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. This is the month that your strength is being restored. This is the month that your zeal is being restored. This is the month that your health is being restored. This is the month that your family is being restored. Glory, hallelujah. God, we give you praise. We give you honor in the precious mighty name we've prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. Amen. Glory be to God. If you are here and you want prayers in any area of your life, maybe the word of God that came in anything, you want prayers, you can come and I would humbly pray with you. God bless you and thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.